Hello and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Brit Box. We talk about all things mental health, emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. We'll do our usual disclaimer, please do not confuse any of our advice for medical advice for neither of us bear the title of Dr Box. Uh, we try to bring a certain light-hearted approach to these topics um, but please don't think we're trivialising any of them. We do take them very seriously, but we come at it from maybe a slightly different perspective. Hence, thinking outside the box. Mrs. Box, hello. Hi there, Mr. Box. How are you today? I'm fine, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Not least because we are in the midst of a few days off that we're sharing together. Yes. Which and is pretty awesome. Today has been filled with pancakes already. <laughs> yeah, it is Shrove Tuesday as we record this. Yes. So, I feel a little bit, you know that when you've just eaten and you feel like, oh, I'm, I feel like there's a lot of my energy going towards digesting <laughs> pancakes right now. Well, hopefully you'll have a little bit left to do the podcast. I, I'm, I'll do my best. I'm uh, galvanising all my remaining resources to try and uh, deliver a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for those pancakes. Oh, you're very welcome, very welcome. And are we getting more pancakes this evening? We might do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, does that neatly bring, bring us on to uh, this week's topic? Yes, I'd say so. It is episode four. A new hope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know us personally, we are massive Star Wars nerds. We've literally just been having a conversation about Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi before we pressed record. We have, and that was just after we'd (laughs) finished playing with our lightsabers. (laughs) Not a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, Anyway, anyway. no, episode four is all about self-care. Now, I suppose the first thing we should be doing is defining what do we mean by self-care, Britt? Well, self-care, I think, is caring for the self. Superb. (laughs) Stop us if these definitions uh, escape you or we get too technical in our description of this. Um, No, it's a term that has been banded around a lot lately and seldom a week goes by I don't get a marketing email from a company... And, and this is it, it's not even just sort of health and beauty companies anymore. All kinds of companies are using the term self-care as a marketing strategy. Yes, bit of a buzz phrase. Mm, it is. And whilst I can appreciate it from a marketing point of view, I do believe that true self-care isn't just, um, you know, shopping online, although I do think that's a big part of it. It isn't just pampering. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's more to it, and I kind of feel it goes a bit more in-depth than that, and that's why uh, I wanted to talk about this um, this subject on the podcast. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think a lot of the time when we have stuff in the media about self-care, it is about treating yourself and, and kind of... Uh, it, it tends to put the onus on kind of, I don't know, well, treating yourself is the only way I can think of describing it, really. And for a lot of us, that doesn't sit too comfortably, uh, the idea of putting ourselves first above our duties to others, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I'd also argue that um, the term self-care has been, as I said, because it's been used in marketing, it has become quite um, a feminine phrase. You know, you hear the term self-care, you think you know, pink bubble baths and you think, you know, face masks and things that things that maybe like you, for example, wouldn't mm-hmm. want to partake in. But I do believe that self-care is is important for everybody. It's important I, for everyone. I totally agree. Whilst I wouldn't want to rule out uh, pink bubble bath. Well, and nor should you. Exactly. Nor should you. <laughs> but yeah, I totally get what you mean. I think so. The way I would describe, I'm going to tell a little brief story here mm. about when in the early days of when I started to do my, uh, my practice, my therapeutic practice, um, one of my early clients, in fact, sort of taught me a little bit about the attitude that a lot of people have 
um, what was going on? She she came to me to do some work. I think it was fundamentally on weight loss. She was looking to because um, I, I was doing some of that stuff at the time, and I don't do a lot of it now. But I remember she said that um, she'd been a member of a gym for the last six months. And I said, how's that going? She said, yeah, Wednesday night is my gym night. I said, how's it going? And she said, well, I've never been. So in all the six months. <laughs> so which, it turns out Wednesday night wasn't gym night. But this is the thing. It was always in the diary. It was that that is my, you know, seven o'clock. I'm at the gym, but she never made it. And I was obviously curious to find out why. And she said, well, you know, our family runs a business. I've got two kids. Things come up. There's other things that take precedence over this. But interestingly enough, she'd already told me about one of her kids, um, a son, I think, was um, a goalkeeper. Uh, he, he, was, he played football and he played in goal and he was a bit of a child prodigy by all accounts and he'd already been signed to the youth team of one of the top London clubs. I wish I could remember which club it was. However, it might be a bit divisive if I did state it. But anyway, so Tuesdays and Thursdays, every evening they had to drive him to London. And we're, for those of you who don't know, we're in the southeast of England. So it's about an hour and a half probably journey into the centre of London at that time to get him to his soccer training. Mm. Okay, so I've used the term soccer there in case we have uh, American <laughs> listeners. Um, and anyway, so I said, well, okay, you, you mentioned you've got busy life, family, business, that sort of thing. What happens when something comes up and you can't get him to his training? And she was like, Oh no no! We always get him there. That yeah. takes that takes precedence over everything. And I said to her, "Well, look, can can you see how you can make the time mm. if you if you regard it as something that's worth prioritizing?" And and I, I think that for me is fundamentally what I think a health an unhealthy proportion of the populace are doing are they're sacrificing their own personal goals and their personal well being and self care for other people yes there are their goals and their and their um their kind of their, their needs if that makes sense yeah i think i think that could stem from you know to focus on yourself we get taught from a very early age i mean i i don't necessarily think i was i was taught it that inherently but we get taught from an early age if we put ourselves first it's selfish. Yes. And I absolutely, I will say this, I'll plant my flag in the sand, I try and be quite impartial on this podcast, but I despise the term selfish. Right. I hate it. As also a child-free woman, you know, I, I get told constantly that I'm I'm selfish. And, mm. you know, when, when you put yourself first or you don't do things for other people, it's, it's selfish. And I mm. think we've really put a negative spin on taking time for us. And as a result we then don't do it because of the guilt that we feel around mm. it. I, th I think this is the case. I think in, in a lot of, you mentioned about having children there. I talk to a lot of mums who are run down, overwhelmed at their very, the very last tether. Mm. And a lot of it is because, yeah, okay, you would sacrifice your life yeah. to save your child's life. Yeah. I get that. And I think that's absolutely, you know, I, I feel the same about you, in fact. Mm. But it doesn't mean sacrificing everything in your life for everything in their life. Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's a fundamental distinction there because as soon as we sacrifice our own well-being to the point where we don't even now indulge in things that are just for us, then that is the path to destruction. Mm. There's, there's no doubt about it. That will end badly. You won't be able to care for your child because you won't be around to care for them if we, if we take it to the nth degree there, you know? And it's not... I, I think it's not just people who have children as well it's people who like you know we know people who look after their grandparents we know people that you know that live with their their parents and look after them as soon as there's Absolutely. somebody else in the frame that you feel that they need your attention which is obviously you know very honorable and, and a great mm. thing to do 
But when you then stop putting your needs mm. at the top, I mean, you know, it's that famous saying, isn't it? You can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. You exactly. have to make sure you've got what you need first before you can help anyone. Otherwise, you're you're no good to anybody. Absolutely. I had a, had a client once who was talking about this very thing where they were saying, yeah, I, I know all of that. I've been told all of that. You've got to look after yourself. Otherwise, you can't look after anyone else. But she said, I just struggle to put myself top of the list mm. over everyone else. And I kind of encouraged her to think of it differently. Rather than thinking about you being on that list somewhere, be it at the top, in the middle or at the bottom, you're not on the list. Your name is, you are the paper that the list is written on. Oh, nice. Without you, there is no list. Without you, nobody gets the care that you want to dish out. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's like that thing, whereas even if we were to accept our role on this planet is as a machine that cares for other people, even if we were to accept that, which, by the way, we shouldn't, even if we did, the first duty is to make sure the machine keeps working. Mm. Otherwise, it can't do its job. Mm. So it, it's that thing where, and, and I think as well, it's worth thinking, well, where do we think these ideas come from then, that we should sacrifice ourselves to look after other people? As I say, I think it's from, from a very early age when we get taught that being selfish is bad, you know. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about when you're five years old and you won't share your toys at the at the playgroup and you know, mm. absolutely, you know, share. And and I and I am, you know, I am a sort of person that, that would that would that would try, that would try and share. Um I'm an only child, I'm not sure what sharing I mean, is. I was gonna but... say I'm, I'm sort of I'm trying to think of uh, any evidence in real life that I would be able to draw from here to agree with you. But I think anyway, I think I think it is because it comes with negativity. Yeah. That's the main problem. And and I really do like this sort of, um, would it be a resurgency? Because it's not really been a thing. So, surgency? I don't know what the, <laughs> what the resurgency without a re yeah. is. But this, this focus now on self-care being important. And I think mm. that stems from the tides turning towards attitudes about mental health. Yes. Because we, we very much know that when we're at a low ebb, when we're tired, I mean, me, you know, I've got my three big, my three pain points. If I'm, if I'm tired, if I'm hungry, or if I'm mildly inconvenienced. Mildly inconvenienced, <laughs> that's the big player there, I feel. <laughs> and if we're tired, if, if we're at a low ebb, then nothing feels good in the world. And mm. then as a result, any mental health issues that we tend to suffer will then feel exasperated. Mm. You know, I, I when I'm feeling that way, I have what I like to call a, a me evening, which is a, a me yeah. evening. I'm still <laughs> trying to make it a thing. I'm not sure if <laughs> Hashtag me evening. Desperately trying to, to, to make me evening a movement, but I don't think anyone's behind me. Um, didn't print enough pamphlets. <laughs> but what is that? You know, so for mm. me personally, self-care can look like very different things depending on what mood I'm in. I mm. do not think that there is a one-size-fits-all approach for self-care no, because certainly. what works for some may not work for others, may not mm -hmm. be able to work for others, you know, might not be an option for some people, you know. Like yes. I know, I have a friend, that her version of self-care is spending an hour in the gym. Mm. My version of self-care sometimes is eating a 12-pack of donuts. So there's very, <laughs> very different approaches we've, we've hit to the either end of the spectrum there i feel <laughs> just and, and any of the shades of gray in between but them, exactly maybe, yeah. exactly all 50 of them <laughs> but i do i do think that it, it comes in all forms so i know for me for example um the other day i wasn't feeling great and mm -hmm. all i wanted to do was be in my pajamas and watch stuff on tv yeah. and just wanted to be under a blanket and watch stuff on tv sometimes my self-care looks like going out for a really really long walk 
like going out for a walk so long that I feel like my legs are just going to give up at the end of it. Mm. You know, sometimes my version of self-care is to read. Sometimes it's to write. Sometimes mm. it's to bake. Sometimes it's, to, you know, this is, this is why I think it's hard because you get some people that think that self-care is just bubble baths and face masks, which mm. again, that's also an option for me quite a yeah. lot of the time, um, and think, well, I don't like doing that. That yeah. doesn't work for me. Ergo, self-care doesn't work for me. And then because of that, I'm just going to carry on and I'm going to struggle. Yeah, this is the thing. You, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's not about doing certain things or performing certain actions or tasks that other people deem to be what they would class as self-care. It's about being okay to do something that has no other purpose except to help you feel good. Mm. Um, and and it, that can be taking a rest it can be taking action but it's about being okay with the idea that this isn't for anyone else right now yeah. I'm doing this for me because I see the value of looking after my own emotional well-being yeah you, you touched on a point earlier about the idea the word selfish yeah hmm. um, this is and you're right it is it's used as an insult isn't it I, I've never I've never heard anyone called selfish in a positive way <laughs> I remember when when I was uh, at school and for some reason, I, I do remember being a member of the debate club. Why on earth was that Can happening? Can I just point out, I am not surprised. <laughs> so you know, you can, yeah, yeah. Was the poster just must like the sound of their own voice? No, to be fair, <laughs> I never debated. I just sat in the, in the <laughs> audience kind of like banging on a table at the appropriate Amazing. time. But the point was that um, we had one of the debates was this, because uh, it was around the time of the film Wall Street, back in the 80s, when the what, idea the of... No, 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 actual Wall Street, the, the Michael Douglas film. This is even before, probably before your time, if I'm honest. Um, I feel I'm ageing myself here. But the, the, the sort of credo there was greed is good. Yes. That was the motto of the film. And Very was, 80s, that, isn't it? It is. Well, this was the thing. And it was that time, and that was the debate mm. before the House, was the, the statement greed is good, one would defend it, one would oppose it. Interesting. And one of the people that was opposing it was our philosophy teacher. And he said, look... The, the word greed is, um, is inseparable from the idea of it being a negative concept. Yeah. Okay, you can't, greed and good, they are logically incompatible, the two words, mm. yeah. Um, so he said, that, therefore, you can't support that thing and because greed is inherently a negative term, yeah. You cannot separate negativity from the term greed. Mm. Now, selfish is kind of like that, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's very much something that we will say is inherently negative, but this is, I think, where we confuse things because doing things for yourself, if we regard that as selfish, then of course it's going to inherently feel bad. So we have to either be okay with calling our actions at the moment, yeah, selfish, mm. or decide not to brand them as such. We've got to be able to do one of those things, haven't we? Yeah. Otherwise we end up with this sort of um, logical conclusion that I'm being a bad person if I'm looking after myself. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Self-care is not selfish. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. You know, I, I can't I can't state it in simpler terms than that. And I think the problem is as well, it's not just selfish that we attribute to self-care, but sometimes, especially if you're tired and your version of self-care is just to sit and do nothing, mm. we can sometimes think the other word that I absolutely hate as well, but lazy. Yeah. You know, we can feel lazy and it's Laziness isn't a thing. We both have had this conversation. Yeah, we, we, we don't agree that, that laziness is, is a thing. It's either stuff you're motivated to do or stuff you're not motivated to yeah, do. It's, yeah. it's as simple as that. And I, it took me a really long time. And in fact, I'm still struggling with it. You know, that how many yeah. times do I say to you, 
oh, do you think, would you think I was lazy if I put my pyjamas on? You know, I say it to you on a regular basis because we think that just sitting around all day is lazy when sometimes doing nothing is exactly what you should be doing. You know, if, if you're feeling that that you're tired and your body is tired and your mind is tired and mm. you just want a day to rest and not feel guilty about it, mm. this is your permission to do that. The, well, this is the thing. You will, you'll often fall into that trap, won't you, where you want to do things, you want to get stuff done, but there is a point where you kind of, your batteries are run down. Mm. You've run out of energy emotionally and physically to do any more, yeah. but there's something in you that won't just let you rest because that would be lazy. Mm. And, and and I totally agree with what you're saying though. I don't think I don't think lazy is a thing. There's either I have found my passion and it drives me forward and gives me fuel and energy. I used to think I was lazy. Yeah, when back in the day when I was a plumber <laughs> Um, I was, you know, I, I displayed all of the characteristics of a lazy person. I would arrive to work late. I would try and do as little work as possible. And I would try and leave early. You know, mm. Apologies for the people who remember me as a plumber. And if I've been in your house <laughs> doing plumbing, <laughs> no, it didn't need to take that long. I apologise. Um, <laughs> but the point is, it wasn't that I was a lazy person. Now that I'm working with people um, and I'm helping them get over, you know, anxiety issues and things like that. I, as you would, I'm sure, testify, I have kind of limitless energy for this stuff and I will work incredibly hard. Mm. I'm not a lazy person inherently. I just hadn't found the thing I was passionate about. And I think sometimes we have to recognise that the job that is the next thing for you to do is a bit of battery recharging, yeah. is a bit of self-care. I find it interesting that you that you say that you you felt lazy because I would describe you as one of the hardest working people that I know. Yeah. You know, and and I really do believe that, and I think yeah. I think you are incredibly hardworking. So, but yeah, would, it's because I, you're doing a thing that you you want to do. Exactly, yeah. But when the people that knew me when I was a plumber, so mm. my dad, that's the only time we've we've really worked together in close proximity. And I, I know he would never call me lazy because bless him, he wouldn't say a bad word <laughs> about me. But I know that he. Uh, I remember him saying to me once. He said, "You know what, Tim? You're you're really good at what you do here." But you do tend to like do a job, do a bit of work, and then you'll you'll step back and you'll think about the next thing you're going to do for a while. <laughs> I mean, you do you do still do that. I, I feel it might be a characteristic to you be fair, do but, still do but that. and it wasn't just because I was a thoughtful individual. It was mainly because I didn't want to do the next thing. Yes. Yeah. But um. But again, you know, this is the thing that we've we've got to we've got to think about here. When we say selfish, mm. okay. Um, you could argue, if we're going to get philosophical about it, as you know I am want to now and again, um, I don't feel like there. we could argue that there isn't really anything that isn't inherently self-motivated, any action, even these selfless actions, mm. we do them because then we get to feel good about who we are as a selfless individual. Yeah. Yeah. So even when you are sacrificing all that you would want for yourself to help other people, mm. you know what you are doing? You're building your own image of you and being a good person so it does in some way serve you mm. in your own journey to happiness because after all building a person that you feel is a good person a noble person somebody you can be proud of that is actually um one of the the purest goals of, of what we're trying to do when we're being selfish mm. selfless it can be a great path to happiness to be able to look in the mirror and say i do so much for other people i'm such a good person mm. but the funny thing is even the person that does all those things they don't tend to look in the mirror and see someone they're really proud of because that's kind of why they're doing all this stuff mm. because something in them is saying, I need to justify my existence because me just being me 
isn't enough. Yeah, and that's really sad. That's really sad that we feel that way. It's almost as if we fight with self-care because we feel like we aren't worthy of it. Yeah. We feel like we aren't deserving of just spending the time on us when we absolutely are. You know, life is hard. <laughs> and, you know, if you're listening to this in 2021 or the subsequent years, we're in a global pandemic. If mm. there was ever a time for self-care, mm. it's now. Yeah. And a lot of the people who can't engage in the things they would normally engage with, and that's, that's most of us on some level, mm. um, it in some way challenges our being and who we are. And so two things that I do for me that make me feel good are I do aerial sports mm-hmm. um, and I like to lift heavy things and put them back down again. Yes. Weightlifting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I cannot do either of those things right now. No. And I have struggled... Um, mentally and physically because I'm unable to do the things that I consider to be some of my highest forms of self-care. Yeah. So I have had to look elsewhere. Mm. I've had to try and find other things. And don't get me wrong, I've always enjoyed uh, a bubble bath and a face mask, but I've I've had to try and find other things to do mm. to, to put myself first really because if I can't do it on the physical level that I have been doing it which is why I've gotten you know I've always done yoga but I've gotten more into yoga and and meditation and and that's my that's my self-care time you know I do yoga pretty much every morning Mm. um some days I miss it if we uh, if we go out for a walk or something but Mm. most days I will do yoga most days I will start the day with, with a bit of meditation and a bit of looking inward um and I find that that really really helps me so I think I think one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this was because I know, just from interactions with people I've had that that I speak to and and follow on social media, that everyone at the moment is at a low ebb. Everyone's batteries Mm. are running on empty because of, like we said in episode two about Mm. the lockdown, we're having to to do all of the not fun stuff in life still. We still have to go to work. We still have to... You know, pay bills. We still have to do this. We still, have to, but we don't have any of the fun stuff at the moment, so we don't mm. get holidays because holidays are absolutely a form of self care. Yeah, going to shows, going to see things, seeing friends—all of these things that we do almost without thinking—are yeah. all elements of self care. Yeah. So because we can't do the things that we would just do without thinking, we have to do the things and think about them. And it's the putting it in place that people are finding difficult because yes. what they don't realise is. They were doing acts of self-care all along. But because those things aren't there... And then you get people saying, why do I feel rubbish? Mm. Well, it's because everything you enjoy, you're not doing at the moment. And and this is the thing. A lot of the things... So we've still got access to the, I don't know, eating eating nice things and watching TV and taking in media and stuff like that. We've still got access to our social media and, and our phones. But the thing that we haven't got maybe so readily available is the stuff that we do self-care-wise that is kind of personal development type stuff. So you describe mm. your aerial stuff and your weightlifting stuff, which yeah. is which is things that really make you feel good about who you are. You know, when you're showing me a photo of a move that you've got on, on <laughs> the hoop or the pole, yeah. or you're showing me, you know, a video of you lifting something massive, you know, <laughs> then it's like that's a real moment of pride. Yeah. yeah? And, and I think this is the thing we've got to realise, is that the stuff that we might normally engage in not not just the I'm going to spend a bit of time just doing nothing, but mm. the stuff that, that makes us feel really good about who we are. Mm. Um, and, and we can't, if we neglect either side of this stuff, then we inevitably end up suffering. And it's, it's that thing where as soon as we go to put some conscious effort into our self-care, all suddenly that feels uncomfortable. Yes, now, e- even though we've been doing it 
subconsciously. Yeah, that's it. When we bring it into our awareness and mm. we're like, no, you need to take some time for you, mm. then suddenly all those thoughts come in like, oh, I'm letting my family down or I'm neglecting this thing that I have to do yeah. or I've, I've taken my attention away from where it should be. When actually we've got to recognise that we have to take a little bit more effort at the moment yeah. to look after ourselves and that's got to be okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we won't do it. No, know? exactly. I think one of my... I know we're going to sort of go on to talk about uh, sort of top tips and things like that. Yes. But but one thing that I think is, is paramount for self-care is the power of saying no. Oh, yes. I love this. So funnily enough, um, years ago, there was, uh, there was a book, then a subsequent film out that I read. I actually met a lot of friends through um, Yes Man. Um, oh yeah, do you I remember. Know yeah, I do. Whereas um, like Danny Wallace, and he was basically he spent a, a year. I think it was a year. I can't remember now. I'd read the book a very long time ago. Just saying yes to everything, mm-hmm. and how how many opportunities that opened up to him. And you know, you get the the famous quote from Richard Branson, I believe it is, that was uh, say yes and figure out how to do it later. Mm. You know, there's always been this big push to say yes, say yes to everything, say yes mm. to life. You know, and yeah. and whilst don't get me wrong, you know me. I take part. Yes, you know you that's do, yeah. that's one of the things that you've said that you that you, yeah. you love about me that that I don't I don't let an opportunity go by where I don't I don't jump in. Mm. Okay, but let's not confuse how great saying yes is mm. with also how great saying no is yes. as well. Absolutely, because when you say no you are protecting you. And what do I mean by that? I'm not saying, you know, lock yourself in a room and don't don't speak to anyone, although that has seemed quite tempting lately, I'll be <laughs> honest. But it's it's saying no to things that you don't want to do. Yeah. There is no obligation for you to do anything you do not want to do in mm. this life, apart yeah. from maybe work. You yeah. know, and even then, you know, if you really, really hate it, look for something else to do but saying no when it's things like if someone says do you want to do this if you don't instantly think absolutely yes Mm -hmm. then you and you've got grounds to say no then i'm honestly i'm such an advocate for just Mm -hmm. if i if like i say if i don't want to do something or i don't want to speak to somebody or i'm not in the mood to do something and and don't get me wrong i know that sometimes it can be one of those things of oh i don't really want to but i'll push myself to do it and you'll feel better at the end of it you know, I understand that as well. But I do just want to make a case for, for saying no to things you don't want to do. I think this is it. We get we become that person who's always there, who's always reliable. Oh, you know, you'll do that, won't you? Because you're you're great. You're always there for everyone. And what happens then is you find you will get things asked of you a lot more often because you're the reliable one, the mm. one that people know will step up to the plate. And mm. uh, a lot of the time, these are not things for you. You're, you're doing things for other people. Um, and we have to be able to protect ourselves. We, we find ourselves so often, and I, I talk to so many people who have, have got this pattern, where they know they don't have the time, or they don't have the energy, or they just don't have the emotional capacity to do the thing that's being asked of them, but they don't regard saying no as an option. Mm. They, they kind of, they sacrifice their own well-being consciously. They're very aware that this is going to be a struggle for them to be able to do, whether it's fitting it into their schedule or just finding the energy or that sort of thing. But they'll do it because the option of just saying, no, I'm afraid, the only reason I've got for saying no to you is because I don't think that's going to be right for me. Yeah. 
I don't think I can do that. I've got to protect myself at this time. Yeah. And of course, then suddenly we feel selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And yet all we know that we're doing otherwise is leading ourselves down the road of, of kind of self-destruction, just to be a bit overly dramatic about, you know, I get overly dramatic about this stuff <laughs> at times. I'm, uh, I'm not immune to that. But I do think unless we understand what road we're headed down, yeah. then we don't ever pull ourselves back from it, do we? No. And I know that, um, so at the moment I have... <laughs> not taken a stand in any way but at the moment I've really not been in the mood to do zoom quizzes and to do to do big zoom meetings mm. full of lots with lots of people mm. I've I've genuinely not had the emotional mental capacity to deal with that at the moment and yeah. and our lovely understanding friends <laughs> who have said let's do a zoom quiz let's do a zoom night blah 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 and and I've said without any feeling of guilt whatsoever I don't think I've got the energy for that at the moment. Yeah. And and past me would never have said That's that. That's exactly what I was going to say. This I've been really really proud of you for just saying being being and feeling okay just to declare the real reason yeah. rather than trying to make an excuse or mm. I think I've got something on that night or I can't make yeah. it or just putting people <laughs> well, off. Well, I'm not being funny. Oh, I'm busy. Where are you um, at home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe there was no way anyone would believe any excuse. <laughs> but that, that's a really good point just to be able to say, look, I'm, just, I'm looking after my energy levels right now because yeah. I'm finding these times challenging. Yeah. And, and it is, you have to take a stand for your own well-being at some point, don't you? Because the other thing is as well, if you start to deliberately take a stand for that, First of all, you'll find that your real friends are okay with that. They get it, yeah. yeah? yeah. And second of all, you'll start to feel that way. Yeah, it's almost like you if you send yourself that message, I'm worth putting a boundary around and protecting, yeah. then your mind will start to adopt that attitude. You'll yeah. start to believe that, as it were, and, yeah. and it will become a lot easier then to do the right thing for you. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of the time, when we think about, um, so if you said no, what would the consequences be? Mm. And we kind of know there probably aren't any negative consequences. There's a little bit of a saying, oh, they'll feel let down or they won't like us anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, or they won't I, come I'm, to I'm, me for this anymore. I'm know? the worst for thinking that I'll do one thing and my friends of 15 years will <laughs> <Yeah>. hate me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm the Just worst. Just because you didn't that. want to do the Zoom quiz. Yeah. And then I wake up going, that's it. My friends don't want to talk to me anymore. I'm, yeah. I'll be alone forever. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, it's, it's astonishing how often we have those thoughts. But yeah. the thing is, though, we don't necessarily bring them into our conscious awareness. Because mm. if you said it out loud, you'd be like, oh, no, that's silly. Of course, <laughs> they, they still love me. Yeah. But oftentimes, those thoughts aren't brought forward consciously so that we can look at them and say, well, do, does that make sense? Yeah. Or is that just an old fear? Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the time, you know, there's, there's 101 reasons why we could do this or that. But if the reason why we're taking a certain path is because we fear the alternative, we've probably got, we've done that for the wrong reason, you know? Yeah, well, you and I are both, are both advocates of listening to yourself, listening to what, what your body needs. And, yeah. and I know that sometimes, sometimes I, I, I need to, to talk to my friends and some, sometimes I just need some quiet and I just, yeah. I just need to sit. I mean, one of my favourite things to do is to sit upstairs with classical music playing on the smart speaker, which I won't say out loud in case yours then wakes up when I call her name, uh, is to listen to classical music on the smart speaker with reading a book with, you know, some fairy lights on and just sort of get lost in a literary world. And and that's what I love to do. And But sometimes I want to talk to everyone. So this is, yeah. what, this is what I'm saying, why I think it's important to talk about self-care because, as I've said, we have been 
made to believe almost that self-care is one particular thing. Mm. And I don't think it is. You know, it falls into what we were talking about before. We were talking about introverts and extroverts. And I know we're going to eventually do a full episode on this. Yeah. But it comes down to where people recharge and what they need to recharge. And this is why extroverts going through the lockdown and the pandemic Mm. it's it's even harder because they recharge around a lot of people so so if you're listening to this and and you're an extrovert and and you find that you recharge around a lot of people then then make sure to reach out to those people and unfortunately if you're friends with someone like me and you think okay well she doesn't want to do a zoom quiz then find other things find other ways so for example i've been having facetime conversations with Mm. one-on-one friends that there's no pressure there's mm-hmm. no sort of formality to it. There's no, right, now we're going to sit down at 7pm for the next three hours and all look at each other on a tiny screen. Yes. It's just a really quick FaceTime of, I'm just going to put the kettle on. Are you okay? Do you want to have a little chat? And then, as I said before, it transpires that I'm then on FaceTime for you know an hour and a half, two hours. But yeah. equally, if it had just been the 10 minutes... Mm, that would have been fine too. That yeah. would have been fine too. A, a lot of people are turning down opportunities to interact with people, like you're talking about. Yeah thinking what's going wrong with me and that, am I now becoming socially anxious am yeah. I become and it probably isn't that it's probably just that if we schedule in let's have an evening on zoom mm. that's a big thing that's a big energy drain yeah and if but if we just say I'm about are you about I've got the kettle on Do you want, have you got five minutes yeah why don't we just have a cup of tea and chat and then we're gone and I've got something in half hour and, and that kind of thing mm. that it was interesting that even though you didn't want to get you know do something scheduled in of an evening you were really okay to just hop online for a bit. It wasn't that you didn't want to see people. Yeah. It was that you didn't want to be committing to a certain kind of official event. Yeah. And and again, that's that's what we've got. I, I'm a big advocate of understanding why we're feeling negative about a certain thing. Mm. Um, but, but all of this, to bring it back on, on track in terms of contextualising what we're saying, is that it doesn't mean that if you say no to certain things there's something gone wrong with you. Yeah. When Say no to things, but understand what it is that challenges you about it so that there may be other things that would look after you or, or would be generatively quite good for you yeah. that don't mean doing the thing that you just said no to. You know, it, It's about working out what do I, what's going to drain me too much, what's going to be too much for me, and what yeah. do I want to do to protect myself, but then what do I feel I do have the capacity for? What's yeah. going to help me feel, feel good about me, if that makes sense? Yeah, and I feel that this advice would be, would be the advice I would give someone, even if we weren't nearly a year into a global pandemic. You know, mm. it's just where we are currently has highlighted how low energy we all feel. You know, yes. it's, it's that thing of we're not thriving at the moment, we're existing. Yeah. And for some people, existing is taking up their full battery capacity. Yeah. You know, so it's it's harder to even then schedule in self-care. But when it feels hard to schedule in self-care, that is when you need it the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we're talking about downtime a mm. little bit here. We're talking about deliberately checking out of what's going on in your life and switching off. You know, there's there's a lot of emphasis put on sleep. And I feel like we'll probably will do an episode on sleep and yeah. uh, and how to, how to manage that best. We'll try not to make it too boring. <laughs> but downtime is is really what we're talking about here. Mm. Sometimes and this isn't like okay, so sit down and have a cup of tea. If you're going to sit down and have a cup of tea, stay on your social media, or continue to think about all the things that are draining you emotionally, and to, to continue to solve puzzles and problems. That isn't downtime. No. That's just sitting somewhere else, 
to do the things <laughs> that you're going to normally... a different room. Yeah, you, you've got to be able to say, it's okay for me right now to sit down and completely clear my thoughts. There's nothing for me to do, no jobs to take care of, there's no puzzles to solve. This is time for me. And, and I say this because it's probably the sort of self-care that most people don't grant themselves. Mm. Just the ability and the permission to say, I am doing nothing generative right now. I'm not, I'm not doing any jobs, I'm not doing any tasks, I'm not even trying to sort out the puzzles in my mind, in my life. I'm just gonna take some time where everything up here in my head can just be quiet and calm. It's yeah. funny you should say that. Um, so the yoga that I do, it's um, Yoga with Adrian on YouTube, just a little plug because I think she's great. But at the end, when we come to sort of the, the final bit of it, normally we're just lying down, mm -hmm. um, closing the practice. And she says, and she says it on nearly every one, and that's what it just made me think of, give yourself permission to just lay here and do absolutely nothing for the next few minutes. Yes. Because we don't, you know, it's very mm. much right, done that, now on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on yep. to the next thing. And then before we know it, we're exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this is the problem, you know, just to, just to touch on sleep for a minute. The reason people don't sleep is because they've got busy minds. And then rather than shutting down their mind and stopping thinking about stuff, they think about stuff hoping to drop off to sleep. Or maybe they try to drop just off to sleep. Just say you're talking about me and move on. <laughs> Well, because I'm I fed up with I this. I don't want to point the finger, you know, but um, we're not, but seriously, I mean, yeah. I may well be talking about yeah. you without realising it here. Um, <laughs> but I'm talking about people. I'm talking about human beings, mm. yeah. The, the thing that I'm always saying to people is that if you, if you can calm your mind and stop it thinking about things, you know what naturally happens when you're tired and your mind stops be being busy? You doze off to sleep. You say you're talking about human beings. You can literally fall asleep in the middle of your own sentence. My sentences are not that engaging. I've got to be honest. Yeah, so I, I we think, decided to start a podcast. <laughs> I know there is a point where my sentences, yeah, put me to sleep. I've got to say, you know, you fell asleep, you fell asleep while we were watching something, and then you woke up and went, "What happened? I missed that bit." It's like I would love your ability to just fall asleep as quickly as you do. I look. I tell you what, I've, it would be weird, wouldn't it, if mm. after all these years. You know, for a couple of years, I was a sleep expert at Harley Street. Yeah, it would be weird <laughs> if I didn't actually know how to get myself to drop off to sleep. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's not about, I'm going to really, I'm going to do my magic trick of falling to sleep now. It's <laughs> it about, looks it. It looks magic. Well, I'll tell you what, though. All the places where I fall asleep, yeah. so on the sofa, um, in bed, you know, that sort of thing, they're places where I know I'm not thinking about anything okay. of importance, yeah? They're places where I know I'm not doing any work now. Mm. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm not thinking about what I did today. Mm. So those are places where my mind is still, mm. yeah? And the only, the only thing my mind is, is focused on is whatever you're saying or whatever's on the TV screen in front of us, things like that. So it's not like I've got any tasks to perform because a long time ago, I worked out that I need to compartmentalise where I'm busy and where I'm not busy. Mm. So and, and so I think, you know, you, you make a good point. The ability to drop off to sleep. I'm not good at sleeping. I'm really good at stopping thinking about everything. Mm. And, and that's what we've got to do. And it doesn't mean I don't get stuff done. No. It probably means I'm better at getting stuff done when it's time to get stuff done, you know. Well, we will, we will be doing a full episode on we sleep do, involving yeah. counting sheep. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and your favourite kind of pyjamas. Yeah, well, oh, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Oh, well. oh we're talking pyjamas as well, are we? Yeah. Um, okay, so, but yeah, so we will do a proper, a proper episode on sleep, but that's, that's just touching on it there. Mm. But um, there, is, there is one more thing 
in particular, before we go through our, you know, thoughts and ideas, just top tips for, for self-care. Final thoughts. Final yeah. thoughts. There's one thing I know we wanted to co cover because we talk about this a fair bit. Yes. And it is the cultural pressure yeah. that we feel these days, uh, thanks to people like Gary Vee, people like Elon Musk, stuff like that. Um, to just remain constantly busy, 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 busy. To mm. utilise every waking moment in a in some positive interaction mm. or engagement. So I used to. I mean, we we both met at um, a business networking Christmas dinner. There we go. All those years ago, yeah. um, and so because. Because obviously Tim and I are both self-employed, we used to go um, business networking. You still do. You still do it virtually. I stopped going a long time ago. And one of the reasons I stopped going business networking was because I really, really hated this busy culture that was transpiring there that was sometimes, and a lot of the times, false mm. and untrue. And what I mean by that is... You've probably heard the conversation, you've heard someone say it, if, especially if you're self-employed, that you'll walk in, it's like, oh, have you been busy? Right, yeah, and that yeah. question is so loaded, because if you say no, you're not busy, no matter whatever busy means, whatever we, we decide that the word busy means, if you're not busy, then you're seen as a failure. Yeah, or people... you're seen as not doing well. And what will happen is, this will be the response. If, if they say, oh, you're busy, and you say, no, not at the moment, they go, oh... Oh, that's a shame. Oh, it's okay. It'll pick up. Mm. And and that's mm. what I hate about it. And if you say, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm so busy. I can, I'm so busy. I haven't slept. <laughs> they're like, oh my God, you're doing amazing. And, and yeah, then it yeah. builds praise onto it. And, and that's yeah, what I yeah. dislike this. And that does fall into, as I was saying, the power of saying no. Like I came to the decision two years ago now, because I'm currently um, partway through doing a university degree. I decided when I started my university degree that I would go part-time with my self-employed work. Mm -hmm. um, and I now have a really good work-life uni balance. I like to think I do. I don't say yes to every opportunity that comes in. I do say no to quite a lot of things that I think mm. aren't me or aren't what I should or could be doing. So as a result of that, there are some days and some parts of the week that I'm not busy at all. Mm. Now, before, I would have seen that, oh, I'm not busy that means I'm failing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that to be true. And also, we know half the people in that room weren't busy. I'm not going to name yeah. any names, but, but we know half the people. But they felt pressurised exactly. enough to have to declare that they were. Exactly. You know, I mean, I, I know this myself. When I started out and I wasn't busy, mm. I used to go to networking events with like two or three uh, possible appointment times in my in my phone. Mm. Yeah. And... My, my diary was empty. Okay, you know, all the appointment times were free. But I just dotted two or three of through the, throughout the week. So these are the ones I've got left right now. So if you know Tim from early networking <laughs> yeah. and he offered you, he actually had the whole week yeah, free. to be fair, yeah, yeah. But, he's, but he's, so I'm a member of a business group right now. Mm. And we, it's funny, we had this conversation just the other day that this whole idea of being busy to the point of no longer looking after yourself, mm. um, it's toxic. Yes. Yeah, and and we said yes, that we is. should we should be um, we should be calling ourselves like the not busy with this <laughs> network because our aim is to not be busy. Mm. I don't want to die with a full freaking diary of everything mm. that I've got to do. Well, I because wanna... then I would have to take it over, well, and exactly. I'm not interested I'm in that. Not, not... <laughs> I want to die with you know on the beach yeah yeah and and it's not about being busy being successful isn't that being busy yes. and i know there's people in business circles who are talking about if you're not using every waking moment to advance your business then you're doing the wrong thing and it's like well hang on hang on because mm. i see a lot of people with things like 
oh, you know, fibromyalgia. Mm. And you know the thing, stuff like that, any sort of autoimmune stuff where, mm. where they're, they're dealing with physical pain for not necessarily a very clearly diagnosable reason, mm. most of them, and this wasn't even pointed out, it wasn't even something I noticed until it was pointed out to me by one of my practitioners that I trained who works um, in physical fitness as well. He said, yeah, if I see anyone with fibromyalgia, first thing I'm asking them is how much they look after themselves. Yeah. Mm. And like putting themselves first. Yeah, exactly. They've all got the attitude of I keep going. I do all this for everyone else. They're normally caring for so many people in their life and they don't allow themselves to stop. Yeah. Yeah. That they're running themselves into the ground. Their body is is literally breaking down as a result of it. So, you know, you look at you might look up to the people who who kind of um, worship the busy culture idea mm. and they sort of, you know, worship at the, the altar hustle, of busy. Hustle culture, the hustle isn't it? culture, yeah. yeah. Everything's but, got to be a hustle or a side hustle or something to make money or something to do but that. But this is the thing. Talk to them about their long-term physical ailments. Yeah. And that will tell the story because there's, there's a difference yeah. between being busy and being happy. Mm. And I think it's it's important that we recognise that the the job of looking after our physical and emotional well-being that's as important as anything you could keep yourself busy with. Yes. And and look, I, I get it. I get that there's times when we don't feel good enough to just be, mm. as if being us isn't enough. But we've got to take away this idea that we in some way um, conditionally love ourselves. I have to win my own care by being good enough, mm. by doing enough for other people to earn my own love and my own self-care. That's your care for yourself should be unconditional. I'd like to say as well, before we sort of go into our top tips, hmm. we aren't saying stay in bed all day, every day, do nothing, you know, live in the bath. No, you know, absolutely we're, not. We're no. not saying that. We're not saying that because, you know, too much of anything. <laughs> hmm. But what we are saying is when you feel like you need some time for yourself, then mm-hmm. take it. Yeah. You know, and I know that we're all, as I say, we all have to do things that we don't particularly want to do, that aren't particularly the mm-hmm. top of our list of things that we do to enjoy our time. Yeah. But putting yourself first in the times when you really need it will make everything else so much more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, I totally accept that doing the work is what you're really enjoying right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine as well. Yeah. You know I, I, you know this about me, don't you, Britt, mm. that I don't consider my work to be a chore or no. a labour because I love what I do. And hopefully... We're all doing jobs that in some way there's aspects of it that we love and, and we kind of, we don't, it almost isn't like we're draining ourselves because we feel like we're almost refueling as we go because we enjoy it so much. But speaking as someone who is an admin assistant for the council for quite a long time, sometimes <laughs> we're doing jobs that we really don't want to be doing uh, and aren't fueling us. Exactly. But it, this is it. It's about, it's about looking after ourselves because only we really know what we need as well. I think our own personal perspective on this is important. Yeah. And, and, but we've got we've to listen to that part of us because if we don't, it can lead to a dark place. Um, should we uh, should we give the good people some tips? Top tips. Okay, <laughs> so it's kind of a, it's a bit of a summary as well as a, as a top tip. I like that. Um, we can use this to promote the podcast as well, so we can just clip this bit up. We'll just clip this bit up. Shall, yeah. I, shall I clip it up from here? From from ready from now. now. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do some top <laughs> tips. <laughs> top tips on self care. Right, first thing we've been through this. It's okay to say no. 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 <laughs> There we go. Say it with us. Ready? One, two, three. No. no. 
There we go. Oh, I hope people said it out I loud. I hope people said it out loud. They're, they're say it again. The, I would say they'll be on the train, but they won't be at they the moment, be. will they? No. no. But um, in their living room. Well, going for a walk. I know a few people listen to this going for a walk. Just, just as you're walking around, just say <sighs> no. Really loudly. <laughs> um, okay, so second one. Only you know what you need. So make sure you're listening to your own needs. Absolutely. And, and taking action on, on those thoughts as well in terms of what you need. Um, fairly basic. We don't want to elaborate on that, do we? No, that's... No. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, no, do listen. Do listen. Yeah. Because you do find that, for example, just very quickly, but like I sometimes get headaches. And sometimes when, I, yes. when I've got a headache... And I, I, I go, okay, what do I need? And then I realise I haven't drunk much water today. I haven't eaten much today. You know, I'm, I've been looking at my screen for a bit long. I've not worn my glasses when I've been yeah, typing, yeah. you know. And sooner or later, you come to sort of this understanding with yourself and your body of, okay, I feel this way. Why? Yeah, what do that, I need? And also, you know, you get a headache. Stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. That's, that's your mind and your body saying, stop it. Yeah. You're doing too much now. Well, that's you're, migraines. We'll get onto that as well. Yeah. Point, and oh sure. god, yeah. And well, I mean, people that suffer regular migraines. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do all the dietary stuff. Yeah. You can you can do all the the medication stuff. But please, please, please look at your energy levels and what you're doing with your daily existence. Because guaranteed, there's a bit of your mind saying, "Till no, yeah, not doing that anymore." Yeah. Um, okay. So third one. <sighs> Ignore what you feel the judgment of others might be. Stop, stop putting, I didn't word that right. Stop putting precedence on what people might think of you for what you do or you don't do. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a lot of the time why we drive ourselves on or we do or we don't do things. What will people think? What will people think if I don't do that? If, they, if I say no to them, what will they think of me? Mm-hmm. Look, there's only one expert on you on this planet and that is you. And if you want an opinion of you, then go to the expert. Okay, if you know you're a good person and you're doing your best and you've reached your limit, it's okay to say no. And other people judging you for that who don't understand you as well as you understand you, that's okay. Remember, what other people think of you is none of your business. Oh, there's, there's a sound bite. There's a t-shirt. Oh, it's RuPaul's. It's not mine. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I think I've noticed a lot of your wisdom comes from RuPaul. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, last one. I've only got four. So that, That's but, fine. Yeah. Um, always remember you are worth granting yourself downtime. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, you, and, and this comes back to the unconditional love you need to show. So, I tell you, so here's the thing. As a therapist, I have to be able to grant my client unconditional positive regard. So no matter, if, if I can't give them unconditional positive regard, I shouldn't be working with them, hmm. yeah? Now... So if someone comes to you and they bullied you at school? Yeah, exactly. If I, if I felt that was going to be a problem and yeah. I couldn't just let that go, I would have to not yeah. work with them. Yeah, absolutely. You have to offer yourself unconditional positive regard. It's hmm. a bit like, like so when, um, when a mother gives birth, it's not like she says, well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait and see if it cries a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll wait and see if it misbehaves. (laughs) I'll wait and see if it grows up to do well at school or badly at school. Um, I'll see if it makes any of those silly mistakes that I won't be proud of them for. And then Then, I'll decide. Then I'll decide if I love it. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to say that. Mm. They will unconditionally love the child straight away. Mm. We have to extend ourselves that amount of care. Mm. And yet guaranteed, we've all made mistakes. We've all messed up. We've all failed at times. Mm. But if we're then going to judge ourselves about whether we're worthy 
of our own affection, our own care, our own considerations, then we're all going to come up short. You yeah. know? So it doesn't matter what you actually think of yourself, what, how you would rate yourself out of 10. Yeah. Mm. Um, anything above zero, <laughs> which, by the way, is the starting point. You can't go below that. Um, <laughs> even zero, it doesn't, it, there is no judgment on you before you decide to look after yourself. Imagine how much better you'd feel if you treated yourself like you would treat someone that you actually liked. That's a great. That's a great way of thinking about it. Mm. Treat yourself like someone you, how you would treat someone you care about. Yeah. And guess what? You might even start to care as a result. Exactly. Okay. I feel like we've uh, we've we've done a good we've done a good dive into self care there. Yes. I think I'm I'm happy with that. And yeah, how self care is not selfish. There's a nice final thought to take away. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, that that brings us to the end of episode four. Um, next episode, we're going to be talking about, well, actually, we're going to be doing my story uh, with, with anxiety. anxiety. So, yeah, I'm looking forward. Oh, actually, that's strange. You're looking forward to that one? Yes, it'll be good. You can come find us on social media. You can find me uh, on Instagram at BritMarieBox. And you can find Tim on Instagram as well at TimBoxMindCoach. Absolutely. And please um, check out my YouTube channel, which is TimBoxMindCoach, where I talk about a lot of these subjects as well. And also, we put up little snippets from the podcasts and maybe some little extra bits that you don't hear on this bit as well. We do as well. So thank you so much for listening. Honestly, when we started this, we thought, you know what? If a few people and my friend Kira listen to this, then then we'll be happy with that. And it turns out so many of you are listening. When I go and check the stats, I'm overwhelmed at just how many of you are tuning into this. So we are both very, very touched. Thank you so much. For the, to, from the bottom of our hearts, we're going to continue doing these for you. We hope that they're helpful. We hope that they help you. So thank you again for listening. And remember, do something nice for you today. Yeah, and if you know what would be nice for you, I feel like you'd feel great about yourself if you went onto whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, left a little review, <laughs> said a few comments about how much you'd enjoyed it. I was trying to leave it with something nice, and Tim's gone straight for What the could be nicer? Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, everyone. We'll and see you soon. Keep thinking outside the box. Very nice. Bye. Bye. <laughs>